All right. Hey, what's up, everyone? Let me just adjust my camera. Hold on one second. Uh, need it more centered. Obsessed with symmetry, this guy. Obsessed with it. What's up, everyone? Holy shit. Where have I been? Bet you didn't think you thought I gave up on this little experiment, didn't you? But I didn't. I'm back. Uh, episode six or whatever. Uh, Rylan Rose podcast. Here I am. Feeling rejuvenated. Actually, no, I'm not. I was considering having a nap before. It's uh, five to five in the afternoon on a Wednesday. <laughs> uh, productive day, though. Productive. Productivity. Um, so, yeah, I'm, uh, I, don't, I think I last podcasted uh, two weeks ago before I went overseas. I love saying that because it sounds like such a boss move. Little did they know I did it all on the budget, all on the discount. Uh, so I went to Hong Kong. It was awesome. Saw a lot of crazy shit as expected. And now I'm back in Australia. I had a great trip. Thanks for asking. And uh, I feel very rejuvenated. Um, I went there for four days, three nights, four days. Wow. What a place, hey? Pretty westernized. I mean, every there are most signs are also in. I think they speak in Cantonese there, so it's also Cantonese and English. Uh, was able to find my way around a bit. Luckily, I met my girlfriend there. She's been there a few times. She knows the drill there. But um, yeah, uh, it was really cool, really clean. Jeez, and uh, subway was really awesome. We did as much trekking around as we could. If you were checking out my Instagram stories, you would have seen a bit of what, bit of what I saw there. Um, it was awesome. I didn't have the best flight over. Actually, something that happened in the news today ties into this story. So f- before I talk about this, Qantas just well, it just came out that Qantas haven't been paying any corporate tax for the last few years, and. Uh, they also had over like $100 billion in profit or something like that. So I flew with Qantas on the way to Hong Kong. So I, I, I flew up by myself because I was meeting my girlfriend there. And so to start my trip off, right, I get on the plane. And I thought I, I queued up pretty early, but I get on there. My I'm sitting on the side. There's two seats on the side of the plane. The girl sitting next to me is already in her seat. So I get there and I, you know, you just kind of get there. You give them the, you give the look, you know, the, if you're watching the video now, you can see it's like, hi, it's a half smile. And I go to put my things, I put my backpack in the overhead and then I go to sit down. She goes, excuse me, uh, do you mind if I take that seat? So I had the aisle seat. I had pre-booked this seat. I'm assuming she pre-booked her window seat. And you know what? I'm sick of being the nice guy in this situation. I'm sick of it happening. Like, if you know me as a friend and you hang out with me, you know that I get asked for directions every day. Like, it is ridiculous. I don't know whether it's the moon face that I have. It's the, the, the chubby cheeks. 
the short height. I don't know. It's just this thing. People seem to think that I'm willing to help them in any situation. So I, I couldn't do it. Now, there's a backstory and there's a reason. I do sometimes, I have been known to get a little bit flight sick. Now, it's not bad. There was one time in my life where I just got really sick on a flight. I don't know. That's actually an amazing story. But I've just got it. It's just in the back of my head now. It hasn't affected me in over eight years. I've flown fine and I've gotten through trips to America, trips to Hong Kong, trips to all around Australia, perfectly fine. No chucking, no migraines, no headaches, no air sickness, whatever you call it. None of it. But it's just there. It's like, okay, if this does happen to go down again, I want to be aisle seat so I can just walk straight to the bathroom, do what I need to do, and then go back to my seat. And that person isn't bothered. So I just said to her, look, I pulled that face like, ah, you know where you were doing the, you the weighing up sign with your hands? I just said, look, I specifically requested this seat. I'm really sorry, but I can't do that. And she, she gives me this look like, okay, okay, you motherfucker. Like, that's the look she gave me. And I was just like, fuck, like, why? Like, I, I'm just, like, I, I don't know how I'm the bad guy in this situation and I don't know how you did it, but you've made me feel guilty. So we're sitting there, we're waiting for the plane to take off. And, um, yeah, she, I noticed that she's FaceTiming a friend and the FaceTime is kind of like angled, like, look at this fucking guy. He didn't give me, he didn't give me a seat. And I was just like, ah, you know, I was just like, are they really, are they, she doing what I think she's doing? Anyway, I tweeted about it. And uh, everyone came to my defense on Twitter. Um, and we we didn't speak on the flight. And it was just awkward the whole trip. It was a nine-hour flight. Then we get to about the five, six-hour mark. And she says to me, oh, you know, out of nowhere. Like, she wasn't even looking at me. She just goes, so are you coming here for a... For, are you visiting Hong Kong for a flight or for a holiday or for your, for work? And I was like, oh, I'm going for a holiday. I'm meeting my girlfriend there, blah, blah, blah. I think she wanted to like engage in conversation to like smooth things over, which is fine. Appreciated it. I engaged in conversation. Um, and here's the funny thing. The plane lands and uh, I get off the plane. I'm in the middle of Hong Kong. My partner, Kaylee, was meeting me there at, at outside of customs. So I had to still have to go through customs, get my luggage, meter out the front of customs. Fortunately, Hong Kong airport, if that's what they call it, is really organized. I walk off the plane, uh, the thing that connects the plane to the airport, the jetway or whatever, whatever the fancy name there it is. Uh, I get off and I'm just like, yeah, fuck. I got no idea what I'm doing. Like it just, it's just like, it was, uh, it was kind of late. It was empty. It was kind of like a fork in the road section of the airport. It was like, do I go this way? It's it's so big. Like, it's massive. Um, So I'm just like, all right. I don't... By the way, I'm a real tight ass with 
my phone spending on my phone. So I didn't buy, I don't have a SIM card that like connects when you land. So I was like, I pray they have free Wi-Fi. So I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? Pull over to the side, connect to free Wi-Fi, call Kaylee. She can guide me from where I'm at. So I'm connecting to free Wi-Fi. It's taking hours hours to connect, ages to connect. I'm like, oh shit. I was like, fuck it. I might as well just start walking. I look up and the, the lady I was sitting next to has walked back to find me. And I look at her and she just looks at me. She's like, yeah, come this way. Like, come on. I'll show you. You're a pain in the ass. I'll show you. So she kind of made amends and I feel better now. And I actually said on my tweet, this actually makes a great story for the podcast. Anyways, walked back. Turns out she's a student in Melbourne. She's visiting home in Hong Kong for Chinese New Year. And uh, just want to give her a thanks because I was kind of lost and uh, you made it up. You know, you made it up to me by helping me find (laughs) the customs in the baggage area. And then I took it from there. So uh, you'll probably never hear this, but thanks. And sorry about the seat, but still not giving it up to you. I requested it. And that's the way it is. In the future, you can check in 48 hours prior online with Qantas flights. Just letting you know. So if you do want the aisle seat, do that next time. But appreciate the directions. Anyway, get to Hong Kong. Um, uh, we, we get a taxi. Holy shit. Taxi drivers are crazy there, but I feel like everyone says that about any country they go to. Um, just not crazy as in the person was crazy, just the tr- the amount of traffic and how you have to drive there is just overwhelming. Um, so we we get to our hotel safely. Uh, hotel was called the Fleming in Hong Kong. Stayed in a city called Wan Chai. Wan Chai, Wan Chai. And it was really cool. It was one of those like hipster boutique hotels. So it was all really nice inside and lots of wood, lots of, uh, <laughs> lots of white sheets and a cool shower, you know, that I didn't know how to work when I hopped in it. Um, but I liked it. And uh, it was really co- It was a really cool spot to stay because we could get up, go get breakfast downstairs uh, and then just hit the road and kind of walk around and the subway can take you anywhere. Um, lots of vegan food joints around there. So in terms of food, when you travel, it's always a nightmare. So it was good to know that we got that covered. Um, any Anyone that's listening who knows of Loving Hut cafes in Melbourne, they have franchises in Hong Kong. So you can go there. Uh, great food. Um, dumplings by the bucket. Great news for me great news they actually have a pretty good coffee game there too i was pleasantly surprised um when you order a a, you know a a latte or a cappuccino in new york for instance you get uh like a soup mug of froth it's just ridiculous it's like who would ever want this but in um hong kong they made like an effort um and it was really cool what did we do? The first day we kind of just traveled the subway and went to different areas. We went to, uh, is it Kowloon? Google time. Kowloon. Yeah. And that like had, I think that was like the, uh, the real busy area. They have their own Times Square there as well. You know, they got every store. 
every sh- they got shopping centers in the city and so like I don't know like it was just crazy man um so by the way their subway game is off the charts like imagine a crystal clean version of New York City that's what it is they even have like suicide guards not guard like people but like a glass wall you can't jump in front of the train you couldn't do it if you tried there's like a big so basically those doors open and then you go through those doors and then you hop onto the train or you hop off so it's yeah it's it's uh really cool and um you can get it basically everywhere um it was weird we walked past this weird section which was like all cuz you know it was like occupied by british in the we you know whenever the 50s or what 40s or I don't know anything about that but you know their presence is felt and um they have this street of like english and irish pubs or no english pubs and as expected you know they just it's just like turned up like just full of like drunk white dudes it's like you can't take you guys anywhere can we like you just have to go like who would travel all that way to go stand in a pub that feels like where they're from i don't get it anyway we saw that, that was just weird it was like let's get out of here um but yeah the hustle there is real it's just people are just working and selling things and but in a good way we went to a market and that was just next level um, then the next day we actually went on like a hike. Uh, so we caught the train to the end of the line, ended up in like the mountains. We found like this old, so there's like this area where there's like a cemetery in like an old, like in the middle of the mountains. And there's a Buddhist cemetery and Christian, I don't know. Yeah. Christian, I guess. Um, and there's also like this massive like war memorial thing. That was probably the coolest thing because we had to, it's so strange, it's so loud. And then you get to the end of the train line, you walk into the mountain, it's just like quiet. And, um, you know, you're walking past all these old graves and stuff. It was really cool. I'll, um, I saved a few photos and I will post them to my Instagram soon. Just got to like, you know, VSCO can them, make them all cool and grainy and shit. Um, did that, that was, that was awesome. That was probably my favorite thing. Cause you saw like real local people and they're looking at me like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know, you're remote when the kids are staring at you like, uh, mom, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> like they're just like in awe at you. Um, and the other, th- the other great thing about Hong Kong is that like, I'm average height there. I'm not below average. It's great. I feel like I could play, you know, small forward or something like that. Like, I don't feel like I'm always a point guard. So it was a great feeling to uh, to feel like that, especially on the train. It was like I was the big guy. I It's like, all right, it's okay. I can stand up. I can put my hand on the rail. It's all good. It's not a stretch for me. Um, so that was awesome. And then... We had a night where we like did like a we had a, like a date night. So I think the um the city skyline, all the buildings like light up. They do like a light show, and you can reserve seats at different restaurants which oversee this site over the river. And um, it's just really cool. 
I'm still trying to figure out how our food came to that price because all we ate was dumplings and fried tofu or something like that and had a glass of wine and I had a, uh, had a gin and tonic. Yeah, I, I get into my gin and tonic every now and then. So I had a gin and tonic, dumplings, fried tofu. Then I just sat back with a glass of red and watched this light show. And we had to like dress up for it and everything. So that was cool. That was a good night. And then I hit head back home. So anyway, um, the reason I talked about Qantas before was the flight over, right? Besides the the lady next to me that I, I, I was enemies with and then became friends with. Like, my God, Qantas just sucks. Like, I, I don't. So they make all this money, right? The one of there was so it's an international flight. There's like a 200, 250 people on that flight. So you need all the resources. One of the toilets was broken, and so that the stewardess locked the door, like made it look like it was permanently, you know, being used. And first of all, hum, like when we're in that environment, humans become like animals. We're treated like cattle. So we just start doing weird shit. And I, I was on a seat where I could see where the toilets were. And I literally would see people go to that door and they'd push it and they'd look at the door. They'd see that it was engaged and they'd just push it more. They'd just be like, bang. And I wouldn't open, bang, wouldn't open. And it's just like, dude, can't you see? It says occupied. It's red. The red is across the door. That means someone's in there, even though no one was. And it just it gave me so much anxiety. It was like, uh, you know, what if someone was in there? Anyway, someone eventually just comes and like bangs it and opens. And they're like, oh, it's empty. So, And then it's like, but this toilet's broken. So I'm like, you know, what's this person going to do in the toilet? You know, like it's broken. It might explode. And then shit's going to go everywhere. And I was just like, I was stressed watching this. I was trying to like sleep and watch a movie. I couldn't sleep because the two ladies in front of me decided that they're going to spend the next nine hours talking about their entire life at the highest pitch possible with champagne, may I I add. So they were like two middle-aged women and the stewardess was a similar age. So she felt like she was part of the gang. So she would keep giving them free champagne. So the more champagne she gave them, it just got louder and louder and louder. And it's like, some of us are trying to sleep. They didn't give a shit. They just kept going for it. And then the stewardess would just, like, we never got a free moment to try and fall asleep. Like, constantly, like, trolleys going up and back. I'm stressed about this toilet and, and if it's going to explode with shit in it. And then I got the, the two ladies in front of me talking about which college they went to and if, if they know if that lady has a kid now or if she's married or if that one remarried. And then I got the girl next to me, which at that point I thought still hated me and is FaceTiming a friend calling me a dickhead because I didn't give up my seat. And it was just stressful. And I was just like, this is the premium airline in Australia. Like the toilet doesn't work. The air hostess doesn't give a shit about anyone. And I, I was just really stressed out. It was a very stressful moment for me. And um, I hope I stressed you out telling you that story. Anyway, so when I hear that the uh, um, that Qantas are making, you know, $100 billion profit, I'm just like, shit, can't you just fix the toilet then? And then, you know, 
I don't know. Oh, the food. Oh my God, man. Like what is the deal with plain food? I sound like a really bad comedian there. What is the deal with plain food? But what is the deal with plain food? It's so bad. No one truly would eat it. Like it's just, I didn't need anything. I just, I actually, I'm well prepared for this. I brought snacks. I buy like some of my favorite chips from like a proper supermarket. And I, I stock up and I, I'm ready for war when I get on a flight, period. I think my camera's just broken. Let me just fix it one second. One time I want to film a podcast, the uh, the phone battery decides to die. Um, okay, so where are we at? That was my trip to Hong Kong. Now, I probably lured you into watching this or listening to this podcast because I said I have an announcement, and I do. I'm going to tell it to you. Um, been working really hard on new music, and it's time to start releasing it. So uh, we're dropping an EP. And I plan to drop it around June, July. Every month leading up to that, I'm probably going to put a new single out or a new song because I just want you guys to hear that shit. And I don't really care about, you know, the formalities and, oh my God, you haven't figured out a plan and all that stuff. I've figured out a plan. Don't worry. It's all prepared. The songs are all finished. I'd say in the next few weeks, we're going to be dropping a new song. Uh, And my EP is called Dork. D-O-R-K, like, oh my God, you're a dork, because I am, and that's what it's going to be called. It's actually, we're planning to make it like a series, so potentially could be Dork 2, Dork 3, and then who knows what, maybe we'll tie it up around there. But that's the new project, Dork, hashtag Dork. Um, I can't wait for you guys to hear this stuff. I'm really excited. I've kind of I've really become a lot more, in the past year, a lot more self-aware and slightly different angle of of what I usually rap about, you know? Um, I've become a lot more comfortable with who I am. I'd say it's between halfway point between Little Dicky and Childish Gambino. Not becoming a comedy rapper, but I'm also not going to take myself as seriously as what a a modern day childish Gambino is, you know, just, I'm in the, in between, I will try and be my, be myself, and, uh, at times I will, maybe I'll try and be cool, but if I screw it up, you know, it's all good, I'm, uh, I'm happy to wear that embarrassment, so, uh, that's the new Project Dork, it's gonna come out June, July, um, you'll hear previews constantly for the next few months, and, um, you guys have got to let me know what you think of all the new tracks that are dropping because, you know, it means I, I can keep recording in this time. Um, but shit, I just want some new stuff out. I, I really get I really get a bit, uh, not down, just like unmotivated if, uh, if I don't keep putting out content and material and music. And that's what we're here for, right? The music. So you might as well just keep getting it. If you hear snoring, that's Jerry in the background. He snores like a freight train little little guy um but yeah it's in, produced entirely by jake on keys um which you know let's face it we're basically a band these days me and him um so we uh we recorded all this stuff for the last few months 
really hit some great strides strides on the last few tracks. Um, and that's when the whole dork thing came into talk. Um, because I was just like, I love, I love that word, like the sound of it aesthetically. I am a bit of a dork. I am a dork. Uh, and if you didn't realize I'm a total dork, I'm a closet dork. And I think we all have a bit of dork in us. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be really exciting and I can't wait to uh, show you all the artwork and stuff. Um, and hopefully I can get some merch made. That would be very cool. Where we at? Shit. It's almost that time. It's almost, you know, when the, when the therapist looks at the clock and says, sorry, can't, uh, listen to your complaints anymore. Um, it's 25 minutes in tonight. I'm going to Cinefem in Melbourne. Uh, I think that's at RMIT to do a little interview and talk more about Dork and what I'm working on, what I've been up to, what's to come this year in 2018. Um, would be great if I could book a show. <laughs> would be great if I could have a festival or something. Uh, but instead, I'll talk to you about the new music I'm recording because I can control that. Um, where? Let me. If you're in Melbourne, you can tune in tonight. I'll be on around, we'll just say 10 to 9, uh, 8.50 p.m., 10 to 9 just to be safe, but most likely 9 o'clock. Uh, so 90.7 FM if you're in the car or if you sit by the radio at night, like it's the 1940s. Um, and then you can listen digitally online as well, sin, sin.org.au. And I'm on the Sin Hip Hop Show because I'm a rapper. All right? And that's what we do. We go into the studio and we rap. And we talk about new shit that we're dropping. So uh, tune into that. It's great to be back in the swing of things. I actually put this podcast off because I didn't have much energy yesterday. And I couldn't be bothered. Um, but yeah, that's the news. Dork on the way. Glad to be back home. Uh, hit me up on all social media. Subscribe, rate, review, trash it. I don't care. I'll speak to you all soon. Have a great week. Peace.